Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading Corporation. Thank you for tuning in to uh, this most recent episode of our podcast, The Secret War on Cash, as we discuss uh, the evolutionary developments of what's going on in our financial system, our financial markets. I have with me today, uh, frequent co-host, Chris Agalestos. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Uh, doing well, thank you. Good to be here. It looks so bright and sunny behind you, but for those of you tuning in, <laughs> we're based out of Arizona, and we are uh, actually about ready to have, they say, storms of biblical proportion, rainstorms hit us. Um, in yeah. fact, just an hour north of us, uh, they're expecting as much as a foot of snow, and a couple hours north of us, I think I heard 21 to 24 inches of snow in the next like 24 yeah. hours. So. Uh, time to batten down the hatches, but your sunshine looks fantastic there, Chris. So thank you. Yes, yes. Maybe I, I bring in the lights to to tan me a little bit, make me look a little bit better. Uh, perfect. <laughs> well, listen, let's get right into it here. Um, the news today, which I think this is really big news, Saudi Arabia just jumped on board the alliance that we've that we all know now as BRICS. Mm -hmm. And what's significant about this is that by them doing so. The collective wealth of BRICS now exceeds $45 trillion, $45 trillion. Yeah. And the significance of that is that now BRICS represents a greater collective wealth than the G7 alliance, which you can see in the article on your screen, or if, if you're listening, it's in your description there. But this is big news, Chris, big yeah. news. And we've done a few podcasts already discussing this evolution of BRICS and the way it's shaping up. It may actually prove to be more of a revolution than an evolution by the time this is all said and done. And I say this because as this alliance has been building, they have been very vocal about this being a de-dollarization de effort. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this as well in, in uh, previous podcasts. This is a kind of a kind way of saying they literally want to destroy the U.S. dollar. Yeah. So to me, to me, this seems like a very real threat as well as a very big deal. And yet you don't really hear much about it in the news. And it's, it's not getting even near the attention that, it, from my perspective, that it, that it really should be. So, Chris, would you say that the clients that you were talking to, that they're aware mm -hmm. of this, number one, and if so, is this something that they express concern about? Well, I think there are certainly more people that are aware of it now than, than let's say, you know, two, three, four years ago. You didn't really hear about it at all. And now, like you said, you don't, you don't hear a bunch about it unless you're paying attention to these circles and, uh, you know, following some alternative news sources, uh, you know, et cetera. So uh, while some do, I think a lot of them, you know, maybe they've heard the term, but they don't really have a grasp of, of what BRICS is, you know, what they're trying to accomplish, and certainly now the, the size of them. I mean, um, bigger than the G7, which I think a lot of people in finance have, have heard the, the term uh, G7, which uh, the U.S. Is, is part of. But, um, you know, everybody may not know who that includes. Uh, you know, that's Canada, France, Germany, Italy. Japan, uh, the UK and the EU, and of course the USA, right? So a lot of big, wow, well. important, yeah, a lot of big, important, powerful countries. And now BRICS has more money than, than the G7. 
Um, so this is a, a very big deal. And I think, you know, maybe it's hard for people to grasp in, uh, to some extent because it's not a, a singular monster, you know. Um, it's such a big thing that they don't really know, um, you know, what's coming for them or, or maybe what they should be doing to protect themselves. But, you know, when, when, when BRICS comes out and specifically states their goal is to, you know, unseat the U.S. dollar from the, the world throne, um, you know, that's, that's a very bad thing. And, and the falling value of the dollar affects everything that we do in this country, right? I mean, sure. Our, our housing prices, our grocery prices, um, you know, virtually everything we do relies on a U.S. dollar. We've been fortunate enough to, uh, you know, compared to others, have uh, a very a long lasting, um, you know, powerful currency. Um, but we're, we're certainly in the end days of that. No, I agree. And that, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, uh, it's one thing to have a stock market correction, a real estate market correction, mm-hmm. or any market correction. Um, but when you talk about the the underlying currency that is basically the fuel that drives all markets, uh, hiccup there, the the ripple effect or the ramifications of that would be just huge. Yeah. So now, with this said, if the if the question is whether or not BRICS will end the U.S. dollar dominance, if that's the, in fact the question at hand. And that dominance, incidentally, that we've enjoyed literally our entire lifetime, mm-hmm. according to the Wall Street, excuse me, according to, to Wall Street and the experts there, the answer to that question is yes, as you can see in this next article. When you start looking further into what's taking place, it's no wonder so many nations have joined. Yeah. They say that it will instantly boost their local GDP due to more favorable exchange rates which is also to say they expect to see the respective local businesses thrive. Mm-hmm. When looking at these type of factors, you really can't blame them for making the move, but it's a, it's a big, but, and that, but that's not the whole story. If it was the whole story, it would also be that many, maybe even all of these nations are tired of seeing the dollar on top mm-hmm. and are literally setting out on a mission to make it crumble. Now, that speaks to an even bigger problem, in my opinion, in that, as as we just talked about, this alliance now has that greater collective wealth than the G7. Mm -hmm. In other words, the U.S. dollar may be in a fight where they are getting hit from every angle, given the magnitude of BRICS. It seems like a good time to be looking to diversify our holdings into things other than dollar-denominated assets, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've been look, we we've been telling people this for years, right? Um but but obviously not everybody, you know, really knows, but you know, the the dollar is very clearly on its uh last leg and um is is virtually the dollar finished. As, we know it. Yeah, correct. You know, and and yeah. finished as as the reserve currency. I mean, we're we're heading down that path. And, uh, and so people do need to be diversified. I mean, obviously, we still need dollars, uh, you know, to pay our bills and to, to cover our day-to-day expenses here. But, um, you know, people really need to have some sort of uncoupling from the dollar. And I think, you know, in our country, probably one of the easiest uh, ways for people to do that is through uh, maybe owning their own home. 
which as the dollar falls in value, you know, your home will grow in value. It's going to take, you know, more of those reduced dollars to buy it. So that's, and that's also an asset that you can live in, right. And, and have shelter for your family. Uh, and they need to have gold in, in their, in their portfolio. And I, I think, you know, people have maybe heard that more and more uh, in the last several, several years, but a lot of them don't, don't really know what it means and how it all works. And, um, you know, that's where obviously, you know, we, we can help them. But I think, you know, people aren't aware, they think of gold maybe as jewelry. And, you know, they don't realize that if they have some money in, in um, their, you know, uh, savings account or in CDs or something like that, that they can use that to purchase and hold physical gold, uh, which is detached from the dollar. Um, they, they probably don't realize that, you know, if they have 401ks, uh, IRAs or SEP plans, you know, any sort of of uh, government retirement plan that they can also purchase physical metal within those plans. I mean, it to me, it's so commonplace because it's what we deal with, but it's shocking how many people really, really don't know. So um, I think people need sure. to, you know, investigate these things. And, and that's one of the things uh, that, that we can do is just help educate them on the process and, you know, help them walk before they run, you know, map out a plan you know, make sure it makes sense for them. But I think this day and age for most people, there really isn't a downside to at least having having some and, and certainly looking at sure. at protecting a reasonable uh, percentage of their assets. Right. Well, and with that being said, uh, for anyone tuning in, you can visit our website at www.swissamerica.com. Uh, there is a ton of very valuable information in there. Uh, if you just want to take take the time on your own to maybe help educate yourself, understand the gold market, uh, get some further perspective on the whole concept behind complete diversification. And when I say complete diversification, I'm, I mean that from the standpoint, you know, most people that we have talked to over the years, they usually deal with a financial planner or the stockbroker or an advisor of some kind. And when the topic of diversification comes up, uh, I remember... 30 plus years ago when I got into this business, diversification was having four different mutual funds or having 10 different stocks. Uh, mm -hmm. Then that grew into over the years where even for those who wanted metals, they would get uh, those, maybe some of those mutual funds or stocks, and then they would get uh, some gold ETFs. Um, not the same thing when you're talking right. about true diversification. It's like having physical land versus having you know, a, an interest in some kind of a real estate investment. Um, mm -hmm. Either they're both good in their own way, but physical land is much different than having a representation of land. And the same thing with yeah. gold, having gold physical is different than having something that is a representation of gold, like a mining share, a mutual fund or an ETF, something along those lines. So visit right. our website again at SwissAmerica.com, or if you'd like to even talk to a representative where there's no obligation uh, you can contact our office at 1-800-289-2646. They'd be happy to get you out some resources that we have there's no charge for and or just answer some basic questions if you, if you should have them. And if it's something that you see that uh, it might be beyond that, something you want to pursue, uh, they can walk you through that process as well. So, well, as always, Chris, thank you very much. We will be continuing yeah. to watch this as uh, it certainly is not the end of bricks by any stretch of the imagination. It's picking up momentum by the day. seems like what, what it's picking up in momentum, the dollar seems to be losing. That's <laughs> Unfortunately. You know, and not to be you know confused, the fact that the dollar hasn't collapsed yet. It still maintains value, mm -hmm. et cetera. But 
it is losing its support cast very rapidly. And that is, that yeah. is a, a very fortuitous situation in terms of like it, once it starts losing its for, uh, uh, support cast, that's what's going to cause uh, likely cause or potentially cause that demise or that downfall. Mm -hmm. So yep. if you're not subscribing to this podcast, we'd love you to do so. So you can tune into this and other episodes. If you're following us on social media, thank you for doing so. And if you're not, please do so that as well. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So leave comments. Should you have any Chris, we'll be talking about this and, and other things here in the foreseeable future, but thanks for all your insight and look forward to having you again sometime soon. Yep. Take care.